Well, happy new year, everybody, and welcome back to the No Pro Podcast. I am your host, Mike Dobson, and with me as always, Chase Nedavetti. How's it going? Uh, I'm doing all right, buddy. You? I'm good. It's the new year. It is uh, officially January 1 of 2024. Uh, I, you know, I, it's good to start uh, the new year on with uh, a new episode, a new cast. Uh, I do want to apologize for everybody. Uh, I understand that uh, our, our last episode was, what, December 8th, I believe. Uh, we took a bit of a hiatus there, but that was primarily because uh, I was very, very unwell for pretty much the entire month of December. Uh, the uh, gloriousness of being diabetic and then getting pneumonia uh, is not a good combination. And uh, it really, really put me on my ass. So... Uh, we do apologize for the uh, massive hiatus, but uh, it's not like we weren't eager to jump back and do things because uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I very much enjoy the podcast. Um, but yeah, again, so that was that's the reason for the hiatus, and I do apologize. And I know the last time we discussed things, we were uh, prepping people for getting some freebies out to them. And uh, there were three people that did comment that uh, I will be in contact with, and we will get you some free swag and shit. Uh, but again, yeah, sorry about that. A uh, little hiatus there, people, but uh, it's good okay, to be back. So everybody, let's blame Mike together. Ready? Bad <laughs> yeah. one. Bad I, I know. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. It's over now. <laughs> good. Thank you. <laughs> and again, as I said, you know, I was, uh, well, I mean, as you know, I was not in a, I was not in a good way. I couldn't, I could barely stop coughing. There was uh, like, I just, you know, because, you know, pneumonia being a chest infection. Uh, so the cough, shortness of breath, like I was constantly, like even sometimes even going up and down the stairs, I was like winded. And I was like, I, and I've never, ever been like that for anything, but uh, it was, uh, it was a horrible, horrible experience. And, uh, and then the rotating sickness with everyone else in my house didn't help. So between my wife and my stepdaughter, and my son, all getting different types of flus, coughs, colds, like, yeah, it was just kind of like a rotating fucking door in here. So. But uh, enough it on that. Sounds awful. <laughs> it really was. Like I said, it was just you know that was why I basically just sat like you know literally just lying down all the time, just constantly napping, just trying to get better. But again, you know the joys of being diabetic is you know even when you get like a small cut on something, my healing time is so much longer. And now. in support, I was having sympathy naps. <laughs> well, and I appreciate that, you know, your, yeah. your, your, your good thoughts during your napping was, you know, went really far with me. That's yeah. why it yeah. took a month of recovery. Yeah. <laughs> I sent them the same time I sent the prayers. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you should have got them on the same day. <laughs> yes. While I was, you know, unconscious and sleeping while you were unconscious and sleeping, but you know, simply because you just wanted to nap, whereas me, it was like a requirement to live. So yeah, no, I appreciate it though. Thank you though. But uh, as we said at the top, um, welcome back again. If you're not familiar with our podcast here, we subscribe to a very simple model around here is uh, try something new, uh, suck at it, uh, own it, but uh, ultimately just make sure you enjoy what it is you're doing. Um, And uh, for this episode, we are talking all things, you know, the new year, the new refreshed, reinvigorated bodies that we all do and all the... uh, hopeless promises we make ourselves for the new year of all the things we're planning on doing and the things of the past that we're trying to fix and uh the gym commitments oh that is 
literally the entire gym industry, if I'm not mistaken, uh, make all their money in January and then never yes. have to worry about another membership ever again no. for the rest of the year. Then you don't have to worry about servicing the equipment because nobody's using it. No, it's no. sitting there in perfect condition. <laughs> but again, for that first month, usually January, that's when they they have everyone show up for that two weeks and uh, and then that's it. But, uh, but I mean, we'll touch on all those things uh, shortly. But uh, Oh, we'll touch on them. <laughs> oh, we will. We will. But we want to touch on our, you know, our one and only segment this year. We're going to change it up a little bit for today. We're going to do uh, a kind of a year in review of the world of what's fucked. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is that? So, Chase, uh, over the entire uh, well, almost year that we've been doing the podcast, uh, we've had some uh, we've had some pretty good what's fuck stories and. Uh, so looking back through the year, um, what would you say some of your favorites were for uh, for the year? Um, so I enjoyed very much the Otter Thief, oh my who God. kept stealing the surfboards. That's uh, uh, brilliant. And he's still at large, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, yes. Still out there making the world a better place, one surfboard at a time. <laughs> yep. I'm assuming he's building some kind of underground world of surfboards where you can live as an otter in peace and not have to worry about man. <laughs> well, I, I I would assume so. But and yeah, I, for one, am for it and would like to join him in his otter utopia. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably well built at this point. Like That's it's what got I'm a, <laughs> like he's probably got a nice little deck and patio at this point. Maybe yeah. put the old addition on the home with the boards. But uh, yeah, maybe he's created some kind of basketball court. <laughs> you know, a little something to do. Good I mean, time. bring over, yeah, bring over the friends, and uh, maybe they'll start something new this year. But uh, so one, of the, one of my hopes for twenty twenty four is we get to hear more of this and this the uh, continued shenanigans of said otter because yes. uh, I would say it's it kind of really fits the theme of what's fucked is that's definitely one of the ones I thought, man, that is fucked. Yeah, and the fact that he just keeps doing it. Yep. <laughs> and just no one else even tries to do anything about it. They're like, yeah, they just kind of accept it at this point. But oh, what do you uh, get? Are you really going to arrest an otter? Like that <laughs> makes you instantly the hugest asshole who's ever lived. It really does. And the other thing is then you got little the... otter handcuffs on them. Like... <laughs> yeah. Then you have all the animal activists going like, what did he do to you? They're like, well, literally he stole my stuff. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he did that. Like not even just to one person, but to many people. Oh, hang on. Uh, hi, Max. How are you? Is everything okay, buddy? What's wrong? What seems to be the problem? You good? Okay. Well, go play with your toys then, okay? I don't want to. You don't want to? Oh, it's okay. Can you say, want to say hi to Uncle Chase? No. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm taking that personally. All right. He should. <laughs> um, any other stories for the year that uh, made uh, made tops on your list? Or was that uh, um, like... I'm trying the, to that... think of some of the other ones we've had. Like, it's been a long time. Um, I, I, for some reason, that one where the, the lady was allergic to her husband's... Yes. ...stuck yeah. in my head. Yes. That one, uh, that, I also really enjoyed that story, too. Because it was one of those times where it's a legit allergy where you can easily say like you know there are people out there that have absolutely used that excuse but few people actually can back that up and say like no it's a it's a legit allergy <laughs> so, yeah fuck that dude like hives hives yeah 
<laughs> like, no, no, no uh, I'm not feeling that. But yeah, that that stuck out in my mind for some reason. That's that's probably it for me. How about you? Um, well, there's there's been a few other than the the otter one was good. Uh, the allergy to the the, the man juice was uh, another good one. Um, I did enjoy the story of the gentleman who brought his dead uncle into the bank at like all a la weekend at Bernie's to tr- just claim his money from his pension. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. Um, I mean, I'd like to think that while that guy's doing that, he knew his uncle well enough to know that his uncle would find that hilarious. Well, I, well that's the thing is, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, it's hilarious? Or is he like, this guy's such a degenerate that he's literally stealing from my dead body? That, Or like, is it like, you know, holy shit, what kind of monster is this person? But so, but yeah, I, I'd like to think that the uncle would have been like, this is ridiculous and hilarious at the same time. I hope there was no religious implications because that could have gotten spicy. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, What's another? St- oh, actually, uh, one of the stories you brought up about uh, how what was it um, in is it China or Japan that they can no longer have strippers at funerals? Oh, funeral strippers! <laughs> yes, uh, that, that a was moment another. of silence for the funeral strippers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there we go. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that one just brought up a whole world of questions as to uh, what the uh, funerals were like before. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like I don't like know how has that never made it onto a tourist pamphlet. Like that, check out a funeral while you're in China; they're off the chain. <laughs> and that, that's one of those things where, yeah, I don't know how the Western world hasn't caught on to this. <laughs> like, right? like everyone's very sad. It's just like there. That seems like an easy way to fix the sadness and make happiness. Out of we that. know about the suicide force in Japan. So <laughs> yeah. if there was like stripper parties at funerals in China, I think that would have gotten out. But I, apparently, maybe. There was, uh, there had to be. They banned the the practice. Yeah, so it's it clearly was a a big thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I'd say that's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a sweet laugh track. I know. I actually uh, th- thank you for pressing that, Max. You <laughs> you're a good man. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, unfortunate timing on that one, but I was just doing a little better, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, no the uh, the funeral strippers was a good story. Um, I was just trying to think what the other one. Any were. story with strippers is a good story. Well, generally, yeah, that's that's kind of true. Um, no, I think uh, like take the most boring story you know, and at some point of your choosing, insert, and then the stripper walked in. <laughs> Yeah, that's a enough. better story. Awesome. Yeah, it, it is. It is instantly better that way. Yeah, I would agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, but what other stories? Uh, well, we had the river of pasta in uh, New York. Oh yeah, that was so weird. Yeah, and then we followed up with the one in Portugal with the river of wine, which got that away. Is better. <laughs> so. Like, I mean, <laughs> I would be out there with a strainer and a bucket, just like it's fine. I got the grit out of it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I've got part of the the roadway yeah. out of it. Yes, and now I don't have to go to the LCBO for like <laughs> three or four hours. This is perfect. <laughs> well, it just tells you maybe you have a problem. It's only three to four hours worth you got out of that. Um, it's not a problem. It's a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, that's true. It's only a problem if you say it is. Um, what other ones did we have? Um, uh, the world's oldest condom with uh, was made out of what was it the pig's bladder, pig's, intestine? Bladder, oh, pig's yeah. things intestine. That's what it was. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, and you know some... that because that was a thing at some point that somewhere out in the world, there are still people who do this as like a fetish or like as just what they've been taught. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean that goes that's, with any, that's, anything that's in the world, that. right? Like, there's still yeah. people that you use hand tools and everything. <laughs> Crazy fools with their hand tools. Yeah, I'm not supposed to rhyme. <laughs> well, I don't know. It seemed pretty intentional to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, uh, if I can think of any more, we can talk about it later. But I think overall, that the year in review, I think those were the top ones. I think that really stuck out and you know if we will throw it out there to the audience i was gonna say if anybody disagrees feel free to bring that shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah comment let us know uh we would love to hear your thoughts of what you felt was some of the better what's fuck stories that we had for the year uh we welcome it and if you've got any new ones again please by all means let us know but uh but i think that's a that's a good kind of wrap-up point here for the year that was what's fucked what the fuck what the And here we are, 2024, already rocking it. It's been a big day so far. I mean, we've got uh, the introduction of the inaugural game for the PWHL, which I'm currently watching, Um, the Women's Professional Hockey League, uh, which I'm I'm, like for me is more hockey the better. I'm never one to put down hockey. I actually really enjoy women's hockey, so I'm glad that uh, they were able to get their their own league up and running. And uh, yep. it's, it's unfortunate that uh, the inaugural game is uh, New York and Toronto and Toronto's currently losing for nothing. That's but, not good. Is, no. um, is it contact? Yeah, there's, there's a fair bit of physicality here. They are hitting. This is okay. what's, uh, this is what I think uh, a lot of people always complained about with women's hockey was there's not enough physicality, but for me is I actually thought uh, for women's hockey, it was just much more of a, pure hockey like they like they're i would say definitely much more of a skills base to it so it was always nice yeah to get that but but now with the introduction of them being a lot more physical like definitely it's it's improved the intensity of the game which i think is what i think was missing a little bit from women's hockey is you never really understood the intensity of the games without that little bit of like you know like here there's been some significantly like pretty good hits actually happening in this game um so I think I like all the best to the league and I'd actually like to get out to see a few of these games myself. Fuck yeah. um, Especially but, uh, if they're going to be, you know, at a price that somebody who works a regular job can afford. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing is uh, like, I, like these aren't to my knowledge, they're not on the same level as like a leaf ticket where it's, you know, a 300 hundreds section. Of dollars. Yeah. Hundreds of dollars for a ticket. Yeah. Uh, I did see somebody online trying to get rid of tickets for today's game, but I think is they were trying to sell it based on the fact that it's the inaugural game of the season. So they were selling it for almost 200 bucks a ticket. And oh. I don't think they were selling for that much when you bought them at the box office. So um, oh. good on you for trying, but I mean, I wouldn't spend that on a Leaf game. <laughs> so where are they playing? Uh, they're in Toronto at the Mattamy uh, Athletic Center. So that's where they play out of for their uh, Toronto team. Okay. So I'm not actually, I think it's somewhere on a college street, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I've never been to that arena, so I don't know. But I know it's obviously a smaller arena in comparison. But No, still. Fuck yeah, we should go to a game. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, like I, like I said, like more hockey the better. I mean, like uh, I, I'm all about it. I'm I'm happy that they were able to get it up and running and that there's, you know, and there may only be six teams, but like, I mean, obviously, like anything else, you got to start somewhere, right? So, um, well, 
I think it's important to say, like, now that they've got it up and running, anybody who supports this and says, like, this is a good thing, and I'm, ha- I'm happy this has happened, watch games because that's how they're going to be able to stay up and running. You know, oh, they're absolutely. going to get sponsors and they're going to get, like, the more ratings they have, the better the sponsors, the more money the league will get, the better the product will get. So if you enjoy it, watch, like, make a point of watching, even if you only watch a period or something, watch a game. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, and like if everyone's worried about the level of hockey, like again, these are the same women that play in all the international and world and Olympic all games. All the Olympic like gold medals that we've yeah, won. Yeah. It, the, these are all the same women. These are all the like the national and international players. Like they're just now on six different teams and their own league. Like this is astounding. Like I said, the, the hockey game today has been an excellent hockey game. Like it's, the, the, get out there support i like not even just the whole thing about supporting just women's hockey like supporting any sport and especially for you know this is a, a, like a historic thing like women's hockey is never like they've tried a number of little you know lesser leagues and to an extent but i mean like this is this is huge and like chase said like go out go see them watch it yeah. like when it comes on like it's it's great hockey. Like I'm I'm not I'm not going to spend much time saying like the difference between men's and women's hockey. Like whatever is you know, you know the the physical makeup of the human being is obviously different. But that take away nothing. Like I like I said, I've always watched women's hockey. Like when it came on, I've always watched it. Like the rivalry series between Canada U.S. that they've been doing for a while now. Amazing, well, amazing hockey. And I think that if because there's it's a sixteen league, right? Yes. I think if they're going to survive, they're going to need to create rivalries fast. Like yes. they're going to need to create like like Toronto and New York, first game ever, Toronto gets their teeth kicked in. Great. That's a rivalry right there. Next time they play, Toronto kicks their teeth in. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah, and, it's and kind of like go back and forth and now now you get in a rivalry it becomes about the two cities. It's like, well, we're Toronto and we're in New York, so like you know, whatever. And you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, like I said, the game literally just ended. So yeah. So four nothing final. But uh, I mean, great, great way to start the year. I mean, we just got a, a new league of hockey, and I'm glad that they said that uh, all the games for Toronto they're all sold out. Uh, they yep. have it's a 24 game season to start, nice. uh, and then they go into playoffs in May, I believe they said. So uh, yeah. So again, like uh, to start the the new year off with something as great as you know, again hockey. It's a great way to start. And then obviously later today is actually, well, I think actually starting, if not already, is that you got the Outdoor Classic, Vegas mm-hmm. and Seattle. So the two newest expansion teams going at it outside, which uh, I may turn into that next. Um, and then uh, being a college football fan, being a big Michigan fan, it's a big day. Rose Bowl, Michigan, Alabama today, later right. on. Right, the battle of two Titan coaches. Yeah, so... I mean, t- t- surprisingly, today, January 1st, great day for sports already. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Does the Rose Bowl start? No, Rose Bowl starts at 5, right? Yeah, it starts Six? at 5. So, five. Uh, yeah. like, that's the whole thing, though, with college. There's, like, 100,000 different bowls happening. Uh, yeah, but I Rose, Yeah, so, but Some Rose of the bowls. bowls like, oh, so, I wish we could look up bowl names right now. Some of the bowl names are just ridiculous now. Oh, there, there's a bowl for everything. There's, like, a little rice bowl. Like, it's, bowl. like, the, I don't know. <laughs> skateboards.com bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly. Like, there like there are there are a lot of like unranked teams that have like abysmal records, but they're somehow 
in a, you know, the spaghetti and meatballs bowl. <laughs> like I, I, like I, like it's, it's college is weird in one sense for uh, a lot of I, different bowls, but. So I, I don't have like a favorite college team. I, mm-hmm. I never invested enough. You know what I mean? It was yep. probably going to be between like Notre Dame and Michigan. Yeah. But um, I did always enjoy watching college football because those are the guys who are trying to get to the NFL. So they're putting it all out there. Now, the best guys in the NFL put it all out there every weekend. Yeah. But there's other guys who maybe are just not as talented as those guys, or there's other guys who maybe just don't want it as much as those guys quite do. And that's not to say they don't want it more than like every other human on the planet. Yep. But like compared to those guys, maybe they don't want it as much. And yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> but nonetheless, like I said, yeah. because it's, it's co- like college football to me is it's oh, a much, yeah. no, it's remember. a much pure form. Again, it's, it's kind of like the, it's, almost on the same principle of how the women's hockey was to, to men's hockey. It's, it's almost a pure form because they have to fight for it more. Yeah. Although so like, I do want to say one thing. It is fucking criminal that the athletes don't get paid anything for the use of their likeness. So that's actually changed. Has it uh, changed? The, yeah, so there's a new ruling on that that they can use it because uh, the new college uh, game being made by EA, yeah, they have worked out a deal for likenesses and players, and they will be getting paid for that. And there are certain ways that college kids can get paid uh, for certain things now because there's been a whole bunch of new rulings. Uh, there's certain it college. Be, it should be unequivocal at this point. It should just be like if you can make money doing it and it's not illegal, like if. If fucking a sub sandwich shop in your neighborhood who's local asks you to do a commercial for them and you are a college athlete and that place has a good like, okay, put it up through a review board and like so that the NCAA isn't embarrassed. Mm -hmm. But like if they ask and they're willing to pay that kid 500 bucks, well, that 500 bucks go to a meal plan that that kid probably desperately needs. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying they need to be in Range Rovers and shit, but I think not giving them anything and making them fucking like – die for those scholarships because you're too cheap of a bag of assholes to pay them what they're properly owed is criminal. But I think like the intention for them for years was always to keep it the purest form. Like don't, they, they want them to play like you'll get paid if when you don't go to fool the NFL. yourself, dude, don't uh, fool yourself. Uh, no, listen, that's they, they're like, just, I, I'm not saying that obviously like the college, you know how much programs. Oh yeah. Every year. Oh yeah. Like off jersey sales, off video games, off like interviews and television rights and all of it. They rake money in. The casino industry is jealous of these people. And like to say that then turn to the student athletes and be like, oh, yeah, sorry, you don't have enough money for food this month. It's like, are you fucking crazy? Like without that kid. So if that kid and all those other kids just walk off the field, what are you going to sell NCAA? Yeah, well, like I said, that like the the intention for them is always to kind of keep the kids pure. Now, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying sure. the intent for them is to always keep it pure for them. And like I'm I not said, saying they couldn't put them on an allowance system where it's like, okay, oh, no, you've I, earned you've earned three hundred thousand dollars, but we're only going to give you, I don't know, twenty five hundred dollars a month for your groceries, gas, 
and you know whatever else you need to do in the community. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they can't do that because yeah, I think that if you teach those kids the value of money at that age with that money, then that's a great opportunity for them to learn how to handle like money because they're about to get a lot of it if they go to the next level. Yes, but like even that like. It's there. They should still have access to that other money. The rest of that money actually should be given to them when they leave college, whether they leave drafted to the NFL or whether they leave as a student athlete that's just retiring from student athletics and going on to whatever. Any money they've earned in that time should be given to them as like a congratulations on finishing college or, hey, you know, get another shiny chain when you go to the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're going to have no. more money than God, so who cares? <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, there's one thing that uh, there's never a shortage of is the number of gold chains that they're wearing, especially not even, I would say, not even so much football. Definitely baseball, though. Yeah, <laughs> well, baseball's get bad with the jewelry. Some really, people, really like, bad. How many times have they snapped these necklaces? Like, I, I don't know, man, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. The, the, I used to, so Marshawn Lynch used to have a lot of chains at one point, and He's probably my favorite interview I've seen in a long time because mm-hmm. the guy's just, just like he's he's not he is exactly who he is when he's interviewed. Oh yeah, like if you don't like it, then just don't interview him. Yep, it's just that simple. <laughs> but like some of the shit I've seen, he's so fucking funny. I like I wish he was still in the league, and I wish he was mic'd up all the time because <laughs> like he's just hilarious and he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's just. Going through life, kind of like, all right, cool, I'm playing football. Oh, all right, I'm not playing football anymore. I'm doing this. Oh, okay, I'm going to go over here and do this interview. Yep. I watched a video of him. This this dude came out, um, big black guy, uh, and he was doing martial arts, like a demonstration. He was smashing cinder blocks. And yeah. He smashed two cinder blocks stacked on top of each other three times in a row. And Marshawn Lynch gets up and he goes, I'm going to be real with you, homie. I was going to make fun of you about your ashy ankles, but after you disrespected those bricks, I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) I was dying. I was like, oh, why didn't I know about this guy more when I was like, you know, I could have been a Seattle fan. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Jump to the Raiders. Well, I mean, you know, once upon a time, but uh, yeah, sadly, he's... uh... He's finished his time in the NFL, but uh, yeah. I do concur. He is a funny guy, though. Anytime that uh, I've heard him speak about anything, is uh, he's got an interesting take on things. That's for sure. Well, he does his, his and his take is like very simple, but he like he's like it's very simple in the sense that like what he wants out of life, he just he makes sure he has that, and then everybody else is taken care of. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, and that's that seems to be his one driving goal is that like I want to be able to live my life the way I want to live it. And then I want all my people to be taken care of. Yeah. And he's like, as long as he has that, I think he's a happy dude. And I think that the NFL didn't like that because if they, they need to get you in that trap where it's yep. like, you need us, you need us. Or oh else. yeah. So like, yeah, let's not get into the morality of the NFL. No, no, that's uh that's a, so much far of a long discussion and losing one at best anyway, with that, with that entire thing, but, uh, are but you, moving uh, away. <laughs> are you looking at the Fiesta bowl right now? Uh, I am not. I am actually, uh, I see the game for the, uh, the Kraken and the Knights just started the outdoor classic. Uh, okay. Well, 
Um, for those who don't know, because this will be aired later, so it doesn't matter. Oregon is winning thirty-eight to six against Liberty. Thirty-eight to six. Yeah, Jesus. and they're in the third. <laughs> well, with six minutes left, and Oregon is driving. Yeah, well, driving. driving really well. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like they're just gonna keep on driving. It like sounds like <laughs> they're driving some kind of truck <laughs> <laughs> right through them, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, see, and that's the problem. Like the way the rankings work. I mean, you got a team that's, you know fantastic and it's got a high ranking and then you got another team that i don't even think liberty was even like ranked they were actually ranked really low from my what i recall the first but time had- i the first time i read their logo i thought that somebody had just misplaced the s in lsu <laughs> <laughs> i right. was like that's weird where's the s so then i was like oh no wait that's a different school <laughs> <laughs> well there you go some positive messaging from everybody on that one um well, that's uh, that's good to know. So I wasn't uh, like I said, my my game today was just uh, the Rose Bowl for five o'clock. But uh, it's good to know. It's always nice to know what's happening on, on some of the the bigger bowls, like the Fiesta Bowl being one of them as well. So yeah, the Orange Bowl is really big, right? Yes, it is. And is there a Gator Bowl, or am I making that up? No, there's uh, there's a Gator Bowl, there's a Sunkissed Bowl, there's a. Uh, Do the Florida Gators play in the Gator Bowl? Uh, I don't think so, actually. I just think that's just the name of the bowl. Huh. And I wonder which Gator sponsors the bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not entirely sure, but, I mean, we can always Google. We can always Google. This is Ed. He's been alive for like 120 years. (laughs) He sponsors the bowl. Is that Ed? I don't know. He He pays for fish. He pays for it with fish. He just throws them on the shore for us. We serve them to the people of Florida. (laughs) And they seem to enjoy it, so that's yeah. the whole thing. Is so, um, yeah, yeah, I'm not 100 sure, but again, uh, Google is your friend, <laughs> so I'm sure we could Google it. It just, I'm not going to, <laughs> but uh, I like your theory about it just being an old gator feeding fish to people. Yep, an old gator selling us fish for likes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. But we definitely got a little off topic there. But that's, so that's what's happening today on January 1st, 2024. Um, so I'm going to throw it to you, Chase. So, uh, given that, uh, you know, being a new year, new you, new everything, um, did you think of any type of, uh, resolution or not even so much a resolution? Cause those are kind of like the easily broken, but, uh, or things for yourself, like a goal or anything you set for yourself for this particular year? Well, uh, I gotta get another job because I decided <laughs> that I didn't want to do my old one anymore. <laughs> Okay, well, that's that's a good goal to start with. Yeah, so I'll get another one of those. Um, and then other than that, um, I'm going to do some more comedy. I'm going to do some more of these. Uh, I'm going to go away a little bit, I think, because um, I got a dog sitter finally. Oh, good. Um, which is good. Plus, he seems more chill these days. Yeah. Yeah, he's just got, like, his routine's so nailed down now that it's just like, as long as nobody's got to take him anywhere, he could be happier than shit that you just ignore him completely. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for a stranger. Like, for me, he's like, hey, like, play with me and shit. But, like, for strangers and stuff, he's just like, yeah, yeah. Just pretend like I'm not here. It's fine. <laughs> hey, everyone's got uh, their own thing. So, I mean, as long as everyone's abiding by his rules, it should be fine. Exactly. Um, so, uh, the um, with regards to the... Job search, is there anything in particular you're looking at, or is it just kind of whatever? I'm probably going to look at the insurance industry, the claims side of it, because it Mm -hmm. kind of runs with what I've done in in my career anyways. Like, 
I've experienced all kinds of fires and floods and all this kind of stuff working in the buildings. So yeah, um, electrical problems and heating problems and bad air and whatever. So yeah. it, I, I have tons of experience. What I don't have is like the, the experience in the industry, but I've gotten some great advice from some people um, who have pointed me at a couple of companies that are really good at training people from the ground up yeah. and kind of, excuse me. And I wouldn't have to take that much of a pay cut from what I was making. And I would eventually end up making more. So oh, perfect. Yeah. So, and it's like the first, I'd say three to four years, I think I was told that I should expect like kind of like a, you know, the nine to five job, like get it done kind of stuff. Um, and then if I want to, at that point, they say to transition into something, an independent adjuster mm-hmm. and then it's commission based. So oh, now it's go. like, how hard do you want to work? Because like claims are always coming in, right? It's just like, do you want to process them and figure out, you know, what's going on? Yeah. Well, that that sounds good, buddy. So I hope yeah, uh, hope it all pans out for you anyway. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to shuffle for nickels on the sidewalk because <laughs> I really don't need that much to live anymore. So I'm just like, yeah, nickels could do it. <laughs> well, it's hard now because almost no one carries cash. So, Ooh. I will say, can I say something I'm excited for for 2024 in just like the boring television side of the world? Yes. <laughs> um, there's two things. House of the Dragon season two. Yes. Yes. And I believe the Penguin is coming out. Yes. The spinoff to, uh, to the Batman. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, it will be, to my knowledge, is still supposed to release this year. And I'm pretty sure I just saw Robert Downey Jr. in the trailer. Really? Yeah. Well, now I'm going to have to take a look at this because that would be the first I've heard of that. Well, could you imagine? Because that means he's gone over to DC. Well, so I mean, to be fair, be him and Ryan Reynolds. I mean, to be fair, uh, you know, not really a spoiler alert. He is dead in the MCU, so you know, uh, is he dead? Well, I mean, he snapped to the head of funeral. Like, I mean, you know, with any comic book character, like if you're, you know, if you're going to look at the grand scheme of things, none of them ever really die. But he is, for all intents and purposes, like. They're not making another Iron Man movie, basically. Like, what you're saying. To my knowledge, no. Because they've said that his character is dead. But again, in the world of comics and how they're doing this whole multiverse setup, I mean, I'm sure there is somewhere where there is a Tony Stark alive and. If they Marvel feels like they're losing the audience, they'll do what they always do is they'll just bring him back. And See, this is what kills me because <laughs> if they had decided instead of like, hey, let's continue this rocket ship money making machine. If they didn't get greedy and they stopped for a minute and they went, OK, we just got the rights back to the X-Men. Yep. Let's stop. Let's really think of how we want to roll out the X-Men. Let's really get fucking weird with the casting. You know what I mean? Like, let's go out and find a short, jacked guy to play Wolverine. Mm-hmm. If he can't act, we'll teach him. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, let's and like let's pick specific people. There's um, there's a bunch of actors I would pick for Gambit. I still like Kelsey Grammer as Beast because when uh, they do him with the CGI, you can't really tell. Like, he looks like Beast. Yes. And his voice is perfect for Beast because, like, Dr. Hank McCoy is supposed to be, like, intelligent. incredibly intelligent. Yeah. So um, I'm good with that. For Storm, like, I mean, there's so many options these days. 
Um, actually, you know who I wouldn't mind seeing if she could, but she's already she's already Valkyrie. Oh, uh, t- uh, Tessa Thompson. Yeah, she would have been a dope storm. Yeah, I uh, well, I mean, again, there's nothing really stopping people from being cast on multiple fronts, right? For like yeah. multiple characters per se. So for Cyclops, I just want somebody who's got an incredibly square head. <laughs> Fair. Like Fair. their forehead and hair together have to shape like a perfect cube. <laughs> uh, who would be a good fit for that? You know what? That's totally different topic, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm glad that uh, the discussion's there because I believe the one thing that I'm looking forward to, as you said, uh, like it bring on those two things and keeping in the theme of what you said, yeah. Dead, Deadpool 3. Oh, fuck yeah. And you know why? It actually touches on exactly what you're talking about because he is bringing back a number of the X-Men uh, into Deadpool 3 from the original franchise. And to my knowledge, Marvel is assessing that is how they're bringing in the new set of X-Men is through Deadpool 3 time travel well the whole multiverse aspect i believe uh because obviously because because of the time is literally doing this movie as like a favorite of ryan reynolds slash kind of a larf yeah and then he's gonna be done and like so that's wolverine recasting right there yeah um they didn't really do a phoenix thing with the wolverine stuff so that's okay because you could Say that like that. Save that for later. Recast Phoenix altogether. Yep. Um, by Phoenix, I mean Jean Grey. But like, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, same right? character. <laughs> um, yeah, you got to pick a storm now. Uh, you Hedges? Nah, she's too short. Um, but yeah, and then I don't know, Beast and Gambit, Rogue. If you're gonna do Rogue, for the love of God, make her a fucking grown woman. Mm-hmm. Southern and a badass and a badass. Yeah, that's like those are the three fucking things you need for Rogue. Other than that, it's just a bit of hair dye. Yeah, well, I mean, they already tried that with the Anna Paquin one, which is like it's just they well, made Anna her Paquin, character. She was like, so annoying. She was Anna so Paquin annoying as a thirty-five-year-old woman looks like a fucking sixteen-year-old girl. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. something about her face. She's very, very young face. Mm-hmm. So she never had Rogue's like. Rogue's like sultry and shit. You know what I mean? Like, go down to Bourbon Street and find one of the girls who used to be like a dancer there. Yeah. And then hire her. <laughs> That's Rogue. And just be like, hey, just be you and stop swearing. She'll be fine. <laughs> and occasionally, maybe punch someone. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll pretend you can fly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take care of the rest. You'll be fine. And like, because they cut Gambit out of the X Men stuff, so that took that whole. Because like, remember when you first meet Rogue in the first X Men that Fox did? Yep. She's like a teenager. Yep. And a run a runaway teenager. Runaway, yeah. yeah, and like she's like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. And and it was just like, and then it like I guess she aged, but Anna Paquin doesn't doesn't age. No, no. But they also like even then they didn't do much with her character other than they're like well she can absorb people's powers but they're like she did it very infrequently and it was just like every time she did it she was like crying about it it was well, kind of like, like, like I, I don't know who wrote the first x-men movie but like magnino never did anything so lame he's like i'm just gonna turn everybody into a mutant no he wanted separation he was yeah. like an apartheidist 
he didn't want like he didn't want to change everybody else. He he was superior. That was his whole like mental state. Yep. So like they don't get me wrong, they've done excellent Magnetos since then. Yes. Um uh what's his name? Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbenders. His Magneto is excellent. Yeah, so it's unfortunate that most of the movies that they put them in was the scripts were shit. Yeah. Uh, but his character I thought was very good. Ex- with the exception of the apocalypse, I hated that one. I hated that one so much. Yeah, what a waste of what, what a waste a wa- of of the apocalypse character. Uh, of um, what's his name? The the actor who played him. He's also oh, the guy. Uh, uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac's talent. Yep. Because Oscar Isaac is a wicked actor. He did and awesome like, in Moon Knight. He was awesome in yeah, Moon Knight. And they wasted him in Apocalypse. It wasted his well, Apocalypse yeah. wasn't done properly. First of all, Apocalypse in no way should look human. No, and he shouldn't be like shorter than like Storm. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he should be like. Well, his size changes. That's one of his powers. Yeah, but uh, but on a base level, he's still yeah. bigger than everybody. Oh yeah, else. he's like he's like nine <laughs> feet tall. Yeah, at, at a base level, like it yeah. was. Yeah, like oh yeah. Maybe Victor Wembanyama will play him. He's like <laughs> seven eight. <laughs> well, I mean. Again, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what uh, what Deadpool three has in store for it. But uh, that's one of the things I, that, for um, movie wise, uh, this is what I'm looking forward to. I think is uh, the, the Deadpool three easily for me is uh, is on the list for 2024. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with that. But uh, yeah, oh, hang on, yes, Max, how can I help you? You want a cookie? Okay, well, I don't. Know I agree, Max. I, I also want a cookie. Uncle Chase wants a cookie as well. Yeah, he's silly, right? You can go check for cookies, but I don't think we have anybody. Oh, and we're going to lie down. All right, perfect. Anyway. <laughs> Holy uh, shit, Oregon scored again. Oh, <laughs> uh, What is it, 45 now? Uh, will be, I think. <laughs> so anything <Two> else? <laughs> oh, well, perfect. So anything else uh, that's got the juices flowing for 2024, or, or is that... Uh, is that well, the list for Chase? If I want to go a little bit nerdy, there is one video game that I'm still waiting for. Actually, I so sorry. There's one and a half. Honorable mention to Grand Theft Auto Six. Yep. Just because, like, you know, the, the franchise has gotten so crazy over the last few years, and it's I I hope it's awesome. Well, um, G- GTA Five is still in the top ten selling games still. Yeah. And it's like, well, how many years after it's been released? And it's still like twenty nine bucks to buy it. Usually, games yeah. after that long, it's like, here, we'll we'll give this to you, and we'll give you five dollars in credit <laughs> if you just take it off our hands. Yep. But so honorable mention there, and then there's a new game coming out from uh, Ubisoft, uh, the pirate game. Um, it's called like Black Sails or something like that, or Black Flags or something like that. Um, but it's it's GTA with pirates, and oh. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, perfect! Wait, is that that's not the game that's been delayed a hundred and fifty times, is it? It is that very game. Ah, uh, that is. Uh, it's not Sea of Thieves. It is called. Um, Dark Tide. I know. I, um, I know the game you're talking about, but it's been delayed. Like that was supposed to release something like four years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. You so know what? That... Don't release it and get it right, so you don't suffer the same fate as uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, well, Cyberpunk has apparently since then, um, since they've patched and fixed everything, uh, they've righted the ship on that one. 
Um, so what you're saying is if they had taken the three extra years to get it right and released it now, we would have all enjoyed an excellent cyberpunk instead of what one might call a soiled diaper. Yes. But they eventually it was, and the whole thing is, is the, yeah, they were, they were down in the dumps there for a good while until they, they made all those patches work. But again, I don't blame the developer as much. I say that they were going with the publisher saying it needs to be out here regardless of what state it's in. Um, and that's, yeah, and that's, pro- a, that's an issue with that industry. That shouldn't be the way. Well, that, I think if, that's, that's a bigger question as the industry in general, because there are so many games nowadays that they release just to make a window. And then they just like, Oh, don't worry about it. we'll patch it later or we'll do a day one patch. And I agree. It's just, okay, well, how about you just, if it takes an extra week or a month, how about you just release it when it's not broken? You know what I'd like to be able to do? Buy and then play a Call of Duty game within five minutes of those two things happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of buying it and then waiting for two and a half days while it slowly drops into my Xbox or whatever, PlayStation or whatever I happen to be playing at the time. Yeah. First world problems. I tell you. I mean, we, we, we really have it hard around here, don't we? I think I think we talked about this with Sasha last night too. I was like, yes. Are you complaining about how children talk to you when you play video games with them? Yes, when you're 41 and you're yeah. yelling at small children. But uh, I mean, to be fair, he that's, was honest. Uh, though he was like, "Yes." I was like, right, "That's fair." <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you're going to play the game and you're going to be a jerk, you should get yelled at by anyone. So. Yeah. But uh, but now that now looking back at 2023, for example. Um, I would say, like, what are, I guess, highlights aren't the word. Uh, I would say, what are some things of note you've really felt uh, affected 2023, good or bad? Like, for me, is like, one of the things that I can say is, like, 2023, while I'm glad it's in the rearview mirror at this point, um, I felt was a real financial mess for me uh, mm-hmm. with the increase of cost of everything under the sun. I think it was, it became difficult i think it was probably one of the most difficult years financially um yeah. was 2023 and like that's the best way i can kind of explain that year is how it just sucked in that sense it's just everything got so expensive and like to the point of like it was almost heartbreaking like every time you go somewhere i'm like for example like going to metro to get these dinosaur shaped uh chicken fingers up for max he loves them Beginning of like, I don't know, it was like 2022 or even 2023 early. Like when we used to buy the box of them, they were $4.99. They're now $9.99. They have literally doubled in price. There's less in the box now. Yeah. And they're like, there's no value. And I was just like, this was and a good alternative where it was cheap. And it's like, now you're just the same price as anything else. I'm getting less of it. And there's just no reason for it. And what's total bullshit is that they're supposed to be cracking down on that anyways. Like the, yeah. the government has said, like, you guys can't do this. You can't treat people like this. You can't jack these prices. You know what I mean? With yep. your claims of like every single grocery store just recorded record profits. You fucking assholes. And that's what I, that's the other thing I was going to say to kind of compliment my point was they say like they couldn't control it and costs were up. So how is it if your costs are up? Your profits you, are also up. Like, and how that's does that what, work? And that's the whole thing is when they say like, well, we had to compensate with our costs. Okay. So how did you make so much more money? Because like people couldn't afford these things. Like people were buying less. So yeah. how did you make more money? 
And you're saying like your costs are up? Okay. So if your costs are up, you put your percentage charge obviously higher now. So you can still make more money and no one is reaping any sort of benefit from this other than like the fucking company. Like it is absolutely ridiculous to me when they say like it is the same thing with gas every year. They're like, oh, well, uh, in the, you know, like Russia or whatever, they'll be like, well, uh, half a, a barrel exploded. So now it's going to cost us more. Oh, what? yeah. Like, like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I believe there's something. It's something like, I'm sure there's some kind of fucking algorithm they can put in front of me and be like, "This is why gas costs what it costs." But um, gas is. It seems very relative. Like it seems very like, yeah, sure, okay. But you at the end I mean? of the year, every single year, they're like, "Well, the the cost per barrel." Like everyone's like, "Oh, uh, the price of gas went down eight cents." Okay, but eight cents on something you that went up. 18 cents earlier in the year like you're oh, still paying yeah, like you're still paying 10 school. cents more you're like but like we're not saving anything they just it's the illusion of everything being cheaper so and let's well but let's let's age ourselves here so i remember 53 cent gas 47 cent gas yeah okay sure and so I remember when it went over a dollar, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that we'll Yeah, pay there's it. no way it's going to sustain. And then here we are. And then it went up to like a dollar 15. And everybody was like, oh my God. And then it went back down to a dollar. We're like, oh, thank God. It's only a dollar. Yeah. And, and then that- there was the other one where it went up to like almost $2. Like for premium, it was $2 and over. Yep. And it goes, so it goes all the way up there. And then. We're like, holy shit, no, like we can't, we can't. And then it goes back down to 140, 135. And you'll see lines are on the block now for 135. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Like, it's, and it'll keep doing this. They'll keep jacking it and then letting it go back down, then jacking it back up, then putting it back down. And then jacking that's the whole thing. Up. Yeah. They, they just, they put, they push the threshold of what people can afford because they're like, well, people can still afford it. Like, no, people still need it. Because yeah. the, the flip side of it is, is when they're saying, well, you know, you have the option to go electric. Like, no, I don't. Because one, they're more expensive than a gas-powered car. Yeah. Two, the maintenance on them are ridiculous. Three, the amount of time that you actually uh, spend driving on it. The is... maintenance on them is apparently not bad because you get a lot of coverage on it because well, yeah. of the nature of it. The bitch of it was probably the fact that, like, when the battery dies, you have to replace it, and that's $20,000. And that's the whole thing is that's why they've created more – like battery like outlets to do that because it's the most expensive part of it. But again, for me is like my brother-in-law has uh, a Tesla, the SUV thing, whatever the hell it's called. But when he's like, when he said he drove down uh, to uh, South Carolina, like the max time he got out of a charge of that is like three and a half hours. And then he's got to stop. He's got to charge it. And they have to give it like 20 minutes to a half hour to charge up to get like to, you know, another, three and three and a half hours out of it for me is like when you're on a family trip, like right now, like when I drove down, like I was getting like seven or eight hours out of a tank of gas. Then I go fill up caught five minutes back on the road. Like for me is like, there's a lot more pluses on that sense because the amount of people like, you know, trying to find a charging station and stuff like that. Like they're, they're still working on it. It's still not like readily available to the world. Like a gas product is, but again, like I see what they're saying. Like, well, you have the option to to do this, and the obviously the initial cost is but, much higher. 
But again, like, it's like, but I'm not there. Like we're talking about cars. Like those are that's a big ticket item. Yeah. We're getting to the point now where it's not so much cars, it's like groceries and rent. Yeah, but and it's like if you can't get your populace healthy food for them to eat at a reasonable price, they will eat unhealthy food and then they will get sick over time. And then your healthcare system, which is already overburdened, will have to take on that fucking responsibility of fixing these people and keeping them alive so that, you know, the next, they don't they live as long as they want. Because God forbid anybody die before their time. Yep. But again, that's... Uh... I do mean that actually. Like nobody should die before their time. Oh no! It's, it, it, I wasn't saying you're the lying tone about that, that I came out with. I was like, that sounded sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, you should all just live as long as you want. I don't care. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that for me is, I think that was one of the, I would say one of the the key things for for me for the 2023 was to look at is just it 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 costs so much more than I think it it ever should have, and I'm I'm really hoping. 2024 has like, I, I wouldn't even say like, you know, we'll never have a turnaround. It's not like they're going to give all my money back for every, all the extra money we spent. But I mean, to make it reasonable, like, I, I don't think, I honestly don't think it's going to happen. I think it's just, you know, everyone pushes that threshold of what you can handle and then they can slightly unburden you a little bit. And then you just accept it at that point. Um, but I, I'd like to see some improvements on, on just like quality of life things that, you know, Maybe someone will actually care about its customers. It's, honestly, dude, I, I I really believe in the bottom of my heart that like if they if they all weren't so fucking greedy, this would be pretty easy way to do. Like this would be a pretty way easy way to live. Yep. Like, no, I agree. But uh, again, it's just they, they just nothing is going to be enough. There's this hole in those fucking people, and they just fill it with money, and there's never enough money. It just keeps going and going, and it's just sounds so awful. Because if they just decide to step back a little bit and take like their finger off the fucking throat just a little bit, then yep. the middle class could resurface. And then you could be like, oh, yeah, we could just kind of bring everybody along. There's no reason. Like, uh, I remember talking to Maddie about this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we make way more food than we have people for. Yep. Way more. He's like, there's no reason hunger should exist in the world anywhere. Well, I mean, it's like, it's so then why does it? But that's the whole thing is, so why does it? And again, it's just the whole, well, I, controlling the world. It's just, Green, everyone has yeah, to have Green. a control. And yeah. it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And like, we'll, we'll never get ahead because we, we shoot ourselves in the foot. It's, and that's what it ultimately comes down to is. Well, we'll shoot ourselves wherever we can hit ourselves. <laughs> well, yeah, at this point in time, really. I mean, I, I mean, another thing too, for 2023, like the amount of, I would say it's probably one of the more violent years that we had. Like, with the amount of, like... Well, I mean, yeah, some shit. of these fucking conflicts have been a little off the chain. Like, and that's what I was saying. Like, we... Uh, I should feel bad even putting it that way. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, it, it, the truth hurts when you look at it. Like, but I mean, like, it's... It's it's terrible to say it's almost like you you, you look at it from a distance and, and, like you said, like, in a review of everything that's happened, like... What and what's trippy to me right now, and I'm not gonna say like I think I don't even want to address this, but what's trippy to me right now is that whenever I watch a certain media, like a certain level of media, say like national media, mm -hmm. they seem to be very much on the side of one particular side of a conflict that's going on right now. And then if I watch, say, social media, like a YouTube feed or something like that, they seem to be very much on the side of 
the people who are maybe being moved around yep. um, a lot. And I was just like, wow, like this is literally two different, like you're both supposed to be reporting the news, but one of you is clearly making shit up. Like, because you can't have the one saying, oh yeah, no, these guys are the brain. And then the other saying, these guys are the, like, that doesn't work. It's the yep. news. It should be impartial. Just be like, this is what happened today. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Oh no, I agree. And I mean, you're never, you're never going to get, I, I mean, and it's unfortunate the world of kind of media in general is you'll never get the full story or a true sense of what the story is. No, from one place, because again, it's everyone has their kind of agenda or their focus of what they want the story to be. And they want they want, you know, the people to sympathize for one side of it, because that's the side that kind of they're focused on. Yeah. And, and I mean, I mean, there's no perfect more example that's better than that than if you look at this uh, United States politics, like, you know, Fox has their complete agenda of who they follow and their side of the story. You go to CNN completely different from Fox's and, but the, and they're, they'll be talking about the same issue, but completely different sides of the coin. And yep. they don't even make sense without having like bringing in any like thought from the other side of that. And I think that's in, that's inherent in all politics. That's why I think politics Actually, in general is a, if is a failure of, I, of what it really does for us. Ah, I a hundred percent agree with that statement. Um, the, but there's, um, there's one thing that I would wish for this year is that people stop reading something and wanting it to be true. So then believing it to be true. And you I know agree. What I mean? like, yeah, no, I agree with that. I... If it sounds really good, maybe look up the article again. Yeah. Like, a different point of view of the same thing just to get the full story. Yeah. Like, don't just, don't just be like, Oh yeah, that's who I thought was the fault here. And yeah. then just kind of run off with that. Because mm-hmm. what if you read that article real fast and didn't get to the bottom where it said it was published by, I don't know, The Onion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and was a fucking joke in the first place. And now you've based your political ideologies on what somebody did as satire. <laughs> but again, uh, there's there's people out there. That's what they literally do. Like you tell them some, you tell them a story you literally made up in your head. They will run with that as fact. And they will, yeah. and they, and they will argue you till you are blue in the face. Cause they're like, well, I know this to be true because I was told this they're like, okay, but did you fact check? Well, I checked this one and only thing. So that's enough for me. As we know, I like to make up conspiracy theories. Yes. I came up with a doozy. This one's fucking awesome. This one, actually, this will get you some COVID in there. This will get you a little bit of uh, world cabal in there. Okay. Uh, this is solid. So basically, COVID was used as a way to reset the economy to make everything so expensive that people would have less children so that we could decrease the population and extend the natural resources so that we can get more out of the planet while we figure out a way out. I mean, that's a heavy theory. Right? But it fits together perfectly. I was like, like, yeah, I was like, I mean, you could, you you could like, I mean, I'm sure somebody out there has already decided like this guy's onto something and we'll fact check and then pick up points to justify oh, all yeah. the parts of that. At some point I'll be sitting in a bar somewhere and somebody will be like, yo man, did you hear this thing about the, and then that shit will come back to me. I'll be like, motherfucker. And he'd be like, of course I know about it. 
Because I said it. Yeah. I started it. Ah. <laughs> I have proof that I started this. Excuse me, I have to go back to my mountain lair and get the tapes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're never going to... You'll never get around that. I mean, there's people out there that are stupid. Let's be honest. <laughs> like, yeah, that are... it wrong. The conspiracy theories should be fun. Like, yeah. it's, it's a funny thing that, like, my favorite one right now that I didn't make up is that um, Morgan Freeman is actually Jimi Hendrix. I mean... And Hendrix didn't die. He just stopped playing guitar and started speaking a lot like this. <laughs> well, I mean, if they've got the facts to prove it, I mean, who am I to say no? Other than that's stupid and no. <laughs> but... Oh, man. I... <laughs> It's it's because of you know like Morgan Freeman's like marks on his face like on, yep, his, on yep. his cheeks. Yep. I guess Hendrix had like similar ones, and they're like, "Yo, not like I guess if they're age spots or whatever." They're like, "Yeah, he would have had like a similar." And it's like, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, people can have similarities. It's okay. It's like, it's like being like, hey, that guy could grow a mustache too. That must yeah. be Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that comparison. Though. I mean, I don't like it, but I mean, if, when you say it like that, it's just like how outrageous that is. Like, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> that guy also has a mustache. Must be Hitler. <laughs> I was just trying to think of people who had a mustache. And I got to Hitler and then I was like, well, I'm not coming up with anything else. And then after that, I came up with Magnum P.I. But I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Hitler. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, well, you, you committed. So yeah, I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> i'm not sure i'll even follow up with that one but, yeah. uh, um, so okay um do you have any like physical goals for this year like you want to get out more you want to do more stuff is a thing you want to try so activity so for me um so this is stuff i had already kind of pre-established it in my head and i'm working towards is uh for me is i wanted to get back into hockey. And as you know, like and if anyone knows me in any way, shape or form, I, I fucking love hockey. Uh, he does, I'm, do I'm, he does love hockey. Uh, I, I, I've been bummed out that I've missed what, like three or four seasons in a row now to play, uh, you know, yeah. and that that's, again, it's, you know, by choice simply because the league we played in was just absolute fucking garbage, but uh, politics, it's all politics. Yeah, really at the end of the day. So, um, so I was able to find a new league um, and that starts January 10th. And I got to say, like, I am wildly excited to get back into it. Um, dope. Very dope indeed. And uh, I'm hoping it's uh, the league is what they say it's going to be is exactly what I want it to be. Um, well, they had like a couple of cool looking rules that I saw when I was looking through their, uh, their website. And it was like the no, no losers rule or something like that. Or, not like no losers in like you can't lose a game. Like no losers in like don't be a loser. Like if you're being a jerk, we will remove you from this area. Yeah. So they've they make it quite clear uh, in in the, a lot of the rules saying um, like if you're if you're going to be the guy who's going to skate through everybody, go down and and score and like kind of like you know not give a shit about anyone else you're playing with, then you know good on you. If you'll be asked to leave this league. And yeah. that's exactly what I what I want it to be. Is yeah. um, I just I just want to play hockey. Like I'm again, as everyone knows, and I've advertised myself. Like again, I am still very much learning the game. I am not great. Um, 
I am, uh, I'm still very much learning and I very much enjoy learning and I'm definitely, you know, in need of improvement with regards to skating and, you know, puck handling and stuff like that. But I'm open to playing the game however I can, like defense, offense, whatever it is. And I, and I'm happy to be an advocate for something that really brings people together just to play the game of hockey in its spirit. And that's, that's what I want. And I, I want, if this league is, you know, even remotely as close as what they say they are, then this is exactly one. It's, it, it kind of, parodies the league that I want to put together in, in what they're saying. And I still, I'll still do that. Um, but I'm going to give this one a try. And I really, I really hope that uh, this is the case. So Bo, for me is it's good because one, I need to get back into some type of shape because uh, I've kind of faltered since hockey's fallen off for me. And uh, mm. the other thing I want to do is also be more consistent in, uh, you know, like like exercise and stuff like that, because uh, with our uh, discussion about having bring in the uh, no pro uh, series of uh, no pro cup, and the no, no pro, pro cup, and the no pro belt, um, hoping to uh, get myself into more situations where trying new things, like uh, again, like going to those you know obstacle course gyms. Well, that and, ninja obstacle course, that's yeah, happening. yeah. Everybody's so, looking forward to that. Yeah, so that's that's what I I I think for myself. I'd like that's the kind of stuff I want. I really want to promote more. I think that uh, you know doing new things and stuff like that. And like I mean, obviously we've we've done a lot, and but I think uh, to do more, I think is what uh, healthy lifestyle through excursions. And that's exactly it. Exactly. Like I couldn't have said that better. Actually, so. That's what I'm looking forward to. And like I said, I, uh, I, uh, I'm really, really looking forward to uh, a good year, bringing it back in. And I, and I hope uh, it's unfortunate with the scheduling for this new league that you won't be able to join me. Cause uh, you know, I, I very much enjoyed playing with you, but uh, hopefully we can get that back up and going as well. For sure. And I'm, I'm going to go back to hockey at some point soon. And like that league sounds like it would be quite the, the perfect thing, but I just got to do this. Uh, I want to get this comedy stuff off for at least a year. Yeah. See if I can do anything with it. If I can't do anything with it, then I do something with it. If I don't, whatever, I just go back and start playing hockey again. Keep working at a job on that. So, which I think is awesome. Way. And like I said, like yeah. I, I, I absolutely think that's phenomenal for you. Like I, and I really hope it goes well. So, me too. Because then we'll all be rich. Rich. Well, like- I mean, I don't want to say we. Just assume you're going to give me any money. <laughs> so well. I mean, also, I'm assuming if somebody's going to give me any money, so I mean, that's kind of really <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we always have that hope that uh, the podcast will take off and make millions, but uh, yeah, of course, you know, we'll sign that Joe Rogan deal, and <laughs> people will come on and we'll be like, "Do you bow hunt, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're going to bow hunt with with Joe, I mean, <laughs> then you really know you've made it at that point. <laughs> Oh man, I wonder what I would say. Like if Joe Rogan was like, "Hey man, you want to go bull hunting?" I think I'd be like, "I don't know, not really." Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's probably not on my list of stuff, but uh... like if he said you want to go target shooting with bows and arrows, sure. But like, I just like I, I understand. I don't have anything against hunters who like hunt and actually no, use no. they hunt and all that kind of shit. Like I don't have anything against that at all. I'm well aware of the way the world works and all that kind of shit. But if I don't have to kill my meat, I choose not to. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yep. <laughs> if I yeah, if I have to do, it's the same thing as like if I don't need to watch the butcher make the sausage, man. I'll, I'm yeah, gonna eat it exactly. Like, <laughs> like, I know that's kind of like a bitch ass way to look at it, but at the same time, it's like I don't want to see that shit. 
Yeah, no, it's like I said, I, I, I'm not against something similar. Like I don't need to see how it's made, like to enjoy it. I'll, I'll just enjoy it. But again, I know a couple people that even uh, at my work, like they hunt and that's fantastic. And they hunt for sport and like, you know, what? Yeah. that's on them. But I mean, for me, it's like, I would never say like, you're an idiot. Like that's what you enjoy doing. Like that's your thing. It's, it's not yeah. for me. <laughs> I, I don't even have an issue with Joe doing it. I just, that's the only stereotypical thing I could think of to say about Joe's podcast in that like split second. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if that's kind of like the worst thing you can I say would about love it. To, honestly, cause he's such a comedy, like, like a file, I guess. I yeah. I, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with him and just listen to him talk about like comedians and like stories about comedians and shit like that. He's one of those people that that's kind of done it all. I mean, like, for me, yeah. it's the respect I have on Joe Rogan, not only because, I mean, he's done acting and he's, uh, you know, obviously he, I just, I was surprised to learn he didn't really, like, he doesn't do it anymore. He's not, he doesn't really enjoy it. No. Um, and he didn't really plan to do it. He kind of, like, got into it through, I guess, Hartman through, because News Radio yep. was Phil Hartman's baby, pretty yep. much. And so I think that's how Joe, maybe he, or maybe he knew somebody on the crew or something. I don't know, but yeah, he was good. I always thought he was a decent actor. Oh yeah. Well, for, for for that character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just played like a, just like a dumb guy in the mailroom or whatever it was. Like it was, it was like a comedic thing that kind of fell into where he was at. It worked out for him. And and I'd like him doing cameos as himself and stuff throughout the years now. That's fun. Oh yeah. That would be cool. But for me is I've always had a good uh, a good healthy respect for him based on the fact um like his martial arts background because it it like for me is because I had a bit of a martial arts background too and like his respect for the fight scene um is when like when I actually really enjoyed a lot of his work when he came on to commentary for UFC early. Um it's just because he's one of the few color commentators that actually has a legit background and understanding what people are doing. It's actually why I think for me is why I still enjoy a lot of um, the UFC stuff, especially when he is one of the announcers because he's a wealth of knowledge and he's not one of those idiots. That's like, Oh, he's, you know, he went to kick this guy. Like he actually has a foundation of a base of how, you know, Brazilian jujitsu works and kickboxing and actually follows legitimately like every fighter and has an understanding of each and every bout as opposed to some of these guys who are just like, oh, I know the top guys, you know, like, you know, those people, they're just like, I like the sport because they punch each other. Like, well, no, he's got an actual healthy background and understanding of the sport and what goes behind it. And uh, like, for me is that's why I think he's easily one of the, like the most, I, I would say intelligent commentators out there. And like, he's, he's enjoyable to listen to because he knows what's going on. Yeah. It's always better when the guy gives a shit. Like, yeah, I can't stand when you get those people who like clearly don't give a shit, and they're just like, "Yeah, so uh, I saw him fight once. I don't know, like five years ago." And you're just like, "Just fucking pass the mic." Yep. Well, I mean, like the, the whole thing is, is you can always tell there's people that are just they're good at commentating, but they don't yeah. really have a background in what it is they're commentating on. Right. So, so it's that illusion of like this guy's a good like interviewer. Like, he can speak well. He just doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Whereas him, like, he actually knows what he's talking about, and he speaks well. I always kind of like those NFL, like, panels. Yes. Because half of those guys don't know what they're talking about. Not because they don't know what they're talking about, but because they don't remember what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 
Like, well, every once in a while, Terry Bradshaw will just say some shit, and I'm like, holy shit, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> to be fair, that guy is... I think he's overdue to retire from commentating or just being on any panel now because I actually like, I legitimately believe he's, he's kind of losing it. Like, yeah. and, and the world is watching him literally lose it. <laughs> like he says some stuff lately where I was just like, Oh, he used his outside voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And, uh, and you're not wrong. Like it's one of those things where, you know, it's time for some new blood because these guys are are on the edge well, of like dropping and there's a dead. Couple guys who would be like super. Uh, you know what? Like, how do you not get somebody like Antonio Brown, who's like, yeah, he's a pain in the ass, and he's gonna say a bunch of shit. But so was Randy Moss, and Randy Moss was an awesome commentator. Yep. So go get Antonio Brown and give him some money, and tell him like, just be yourself. Not. Too much yourself because the NFL is still <laughs> yeah, the NFL. There's, yeah, there's a reason that you're no longer playing. But. but be yourself and talk about what you know. Talk about football. Talk about because like Antonio Brown's a hell of a football player. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when he's focused on football. When he was playing football, he was a hell of a football player. And like same with like when Tyreek Hill retires, if they don't get him back as a commentator, huge miss. Oh yeah. And like they always get quarterbacks. So I was like, okay, so break down the play. And I get it, because the quarterbacks read the defense and all this kind of like he should have been looking here, or his check downs, here, his reads, all that kind of shit. And I get that. But like the average fan is just like, what just happened? Oh man, like do get a great color commentator, and I'll take that over somebody who can tell me what check down he missed on the left side on the last three plays. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But see, the one thing that I will say is who surprised me who is very good is Tony Romo. I yeah, actually I'll like for him is like, I thought he was an okay quarterback. I didn't love him. Um, but I, I think as a color commentator, I, yeah, I think he's very good. I actually enjoy listening to him uh, yeah. more so than I do most others. Um, for sure. But like, I think when you only get quarterbacks as your commentators, you only get a quarterback's perspective. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's like, you know, I want to hear about some other guys, right? Like, some of the defensive backs, like where's um, he's gone? Warren Sapp, he's going to play somewhere now. But um, I would have taken Warren Sapp as a commentator. I think he was for a little bit, but like tons of personality, fucking big dude, played like monstrously on the line. Yeah, like where is that guy? I I, I understand question. why they don't put Lawrence Taylor on TV anymore. Like that makes sense to me. Well, I mean, but, he also had that short-lived wrestling career for a bit. So oh, Lawrence Taylor, like. <laughs> I've never seen a more dominant defensive player in my life. But after football, he has not done well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's everyone there. I mean, as they say, there's certain guys that, you know, they can't, once they've retired, they don't know what to do with themselves. Right. So, and yeah. I think he kind of falls oh, yeah. into that character or that category, I should say. 100%. But, uh, but I think overall, I mean, for me, it's kind of like that's what I have to say is for mostly my, uh, my goals for the the twenty twenty four, and obviously, if I can make some adjustments to you know get more stuff done with uh, more trips and stuff in with the family and stuff, I mean that would be ideal. And uh, yes. I mean, other than that, I just I, I just want everyone to be healthy, happy, and uh, good to go for the year. And just uh, hopefully, it's not as shitty as twenty twenty three was. <laughs> Overall. Yeah, well, we said that about twenty twenty two too. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's true, too. But, and the uh, reality of the human condition is that this could be the greatest year on record. We could crack cold fusion, 
and then everybody gets free power. So we do away the financial system and everybody has food and heat. And then we don't need to mass produce beef because the world stops becoming so bigoted food wise. And they just cross all this shit. So you learn to make all these meals with all these different kinds of grain and everybody's happy. Lawyers are all dead. Shiny, happy people <laughs> all over the place. But it's probably not. We're going to hate it even if it did. So let's just, you know, go forward one day at a time. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, it's a fair assessment. I mean, it's one of those things where people dream of it, but it will likely never be a reality. So we can't, we can't do it. We hate each other as a species. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I do hate people. <laughs> for no reason sometimes, too. Like, for stories that somebody made up. Do you think the guy who came up with the first religious myth Whatever you want to pick, pick your religion, whatever's least offensive to you. I was like, easy, easy. Whichever whichever religion your religion hates, just imagine it's that one. So so you get this like guy and he comes up with this myth, and then find that guy, bring him forward now and be like, just so you know, your story has cost over thirteen billion lives. Can you imagine what that guy's face is gonna look like. I don't He's probably not even going to be able to understand the word, the number of 13 billion, because he's going to be that simple. Well, I mean, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> like, I like stickers. Yeah, I do like stickers. <laughs> Who doesn't like stickers? That's what I'm saying. But uh, I have I a think, lot of stickers, actually. Uh, well, you know what? If you want, we'll we'll get you some more. We'll that will make that the goal I this year. I would like that. I would like that. <laughs> well, uh, the other thing I would like to do actually is to get yeah. more. Um, Get more into making more custom shit, like must more custom jerseys, hats, shirts, and shit. And uh, I think that's uh, it's a doable goal this year. You should you should start a business and have a name for that business, and then we should promote it on the podcast because I will accept payment in the form of jerseys. <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> you yeah. drive a hard bargain, but uh, yeah. we'll see what we can do then. Yeah. Well, if we come up with something. Uh, I'll let you know. Maybe if you're looking for a job still, uh, we'll just open something and just do that. Yeah. Just sell shirts and jerseys and not have to worry about assholes anymore. What a world that would be. It would be Roger, a great... what a world that would be. He's like, you're dreaming, kid. You know, get me a Leafs jersey and shut up. <laughs> yeah. Quickly. Quickly. Before yeah. I change my mind. <laughs> Become a Habs fan out of spite. Uh, no. that I literally can't even do that as a joke. <laughs> I just No. I can't. But on that note, I think that'll be uh, our uh, wrap-up here for 2024. So uh, look forward to to next week's pod. So uh, take care, be healthy, have fun, and we'll see ya. Special thank you to the super-talented Jordan Washburn for providing all the theme music here for the No Pro Podcast.